When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I signed up to be a reader on WeAudition.com. After all these months, I'm finally there in an official capacity. What's up, everybody? This is Walker, uh, producer of I Don't Need an Acting Class. And yes, I just signed up today to be a reader at WeAudition.com because, you know, I have so much time on my hands. No, it's because... Honey, I need that income. Uh, You too can make extra money by becoming a reader on WeAudition.com. You can also find a reader for a rehearsal or a self-tape. It's really the number one resource for that purpose for actors. And think of it as an investment in your career. Normally, it's $12 a month. But if you use the code ACTINGCLASS, you get 25% off. So $10 a month to make your self-tape auditions better? Yeah, I would say that's worth it, right? Again, use the code ACTINGCLASS and get 25% off today at weaudition.com. Let's start the show. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. So fortunately, you all have problems. And you you mentioned them to me. And so because you have problems and you mentioned them to me, it gives me the opportunity to solve your problems, your acting problems, life problems, you're on your own. So um, Greg did a short film yesterday or the day before or sometime um, directed by Giancarlo. And one would have expected it to go really smoothly, but of course it didn't. And so last night I asked Greg what the problem was, and Greg said the problem, he thinks, was that he was trying to play two actions at the same time. Would you like to elaborate on that, Greg, just what exactly you were playing? Yeah, I was kind of going in the direction of playing one action in the scene to my partner of, like, like I really need you, like, like please, please just hold me, right? That was, like, one action. And then, like, the action, as we discuss more, changed into something like, I knew you were going to react this way. This is expected. So calm down. Calm down. And then I found myself sort of, like, doing one and then the other. And then I just got so confused in it that I was just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I, and, and it just totally blew up. So, Anybody else have this problem? Trying to play two things at the same time. I think it's a very difficult... I mean, the the air quotes rule is you can't play two actions at the same time. I've sort of adapted it to say you can't play two big actions at the same time, thinking that, you know, there's something major going on, and that you can play. But you can't play two big actions at the same time. In other words... You can't play to rip open the truth at the same time that you're that you're playing 
to condemn my father's activities or something. The reason I like using the word impulse is sometimes for me it's easier to say, so what is the impulse for the scene? And, and it really gets down to really getting down to what is the scene about? And you really have to know what is going on, and you have to make a decision. You can't say the scene is about leveling with Michelle about the truth. You can't level with Michelle about the truth and at the same time flirt with her. You have to say, so what is the impulse for the scene? Where this comes up a lot, I think, this always hits me uh, sometimes in a breakdown. It'll say in a breakdown, he's strong, assertive, he knows his own mind, but he's covering a secret. And so an actor said to me once, so what do I build first, the character trait or the secret? And I mean, even when I say it, you say, good God, how do, you know, what is going on? This is so confusing. You had another one, Greg, with, with it. One was to hold me, just hold me. What's the other? It was something along the lines of, like, I knew you were going to react like this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd love to see a scene where those two things existed. Also, he's a serial killer. You know, there was so much. Yeah, that's what it was. The scene was so trash. And, like, he goes from, like, that in the beginning to, I have to show you something, which I'm interpreting as, like, no, you know, I want you to hold me. But then he ends up killing her, and it's a one-minute film. So it was just, like, how the fuck do I get from point A to point B? And it's, like, you can't show everything because it's only, like, a minute. So it was just, like, so difficult to, like, really show some sort of vulnerability. And, like, the, the point was, like, I was trying, like, hell not to play that serial killer cliche. Like, yes, I got you where I want. You know what I mean? So it's like I wanted to try something else, but I end up killing her. I don't know. I have to think about this more. I'm, I still don't know how to interpret it. Anymore. Well, I think... There's so many problems with this fucking thing, <laughs> including myself. Would it make sense that maybe the first part of the scene was you were trying to have her hold you or whatever, and after that didn't work, then you went into the other action? Yeah, no, that, that's, that's absolutely right. And then, so where, where does it turn from her not being there for me? It's like I have to see something in her to, to make me go like, oh, you don't fucking trust me, so this is something else. Now. Okay, but all right, so look, there's a difference between changing actions, which you will do. You know, we all look at film scenes and say, circle the line where there's a change, because we know in the structure of films, there is a change. Uh, that's just the structure of a movie. The structure of a scene of a movie is something exists when you walk into the scene, and there is a change, and when you walk out of the scene, something else exists. So that's kind of what I always laughingly call basic story structure. That's how movies are told. Okay, so that's one thing. Changing the action is different. You will change the action. What we're talking about here is the problem of playing two actions at the same time. 
or he's strong uh, and yet he has a secret. So I invite you all to experiment with this. I find you build one thing that you own about the character in the circumstance, about the character's past, about the the issues that you have with the character, the things that you own about the character, in the same way we've been doing now. Um, we, we, we're building these characters, building their past, owning something about the past. And then we are now in this given circumstance. And so we play the action. So in, in other words, th- this is all a matter of saying, don't play your past. Don't play your homework. It's like Raphael comes to mind because he builds these things. He builds the child in a resentment towards the Germans, let's say, or the Germans attacking him. We build this thing with the thing. All of these kinds of things that you build in the past. And now I move into the present of the play, which is I'm sitting in a courtroom and I see Nazi war criminals walk in. So, You may have built that you resent Germans. You may have built, because unique to him, he was a German Jew who ended up at the age of 15 in the United States and then was drafted at the age of 21. So now he's going to Germany to fight the people who had expelled him, in a sense, or caused him to to leave. So... You know, yes, and I and I, I kept saying to Raphael, you know, build this resentment, build this resentment towards the Germans, and he and I back when we were working on this more, we were watching a documentary about Jewish GIs during World War Two, and it was it was interesting because of that attitude. But when you get to the scene you're playing which is the scene of sitting in the courtroom when they walk in, that impulse, that action, has to assume that the rest of it is there. And and I I think it's, it's another one of those things that you just have to trust as an actor. I have to trust that it's there. I have to trust that the work is there. I have to trust whether it's Teo's guy and his sense of responsibility that is part of his whole life. But when you get to playing the action of the scene, the rest of it, it's, it's like when you move into this character, if you move into Superman's phone booth where you change into Superman, if you move into the skin of this character, you have to f- know that it's all there. If it's not, I go back to what, my friend Chris Carmack said, he said, I've learned the secret of acting. I said, what is, I mean, the secret of auditioning. I said, what is it? And he said, I do nothing. And I said, ah, hmm, that's interesting. He said, yes. And if it works, I know I did enough preparation. And if it doesn't work, I know I didn't. So it, it really is trusting the preparation. And I, I, it's the reason you have to do it a lot. It's the reason you have to do it a lot so that you can have all the preparation, own all the preparation, and then trust it. I think I said this in the other class, the documentary I watched on Maria Callas, the famous soprano. 
And another soprano said about her, she, her technique was something she had been doing since her childhood. And she knew her technique so well that it allowed her to play the character. So I think acting technique is more difficult than vocal technique because the elements that we're digging for are so huge. I mean, you're creating another human being. So, I mean, it's just huge. It's not like you're learning how to use your voice or breathe. So our tools are really difficult ones. And we need to do that. We need to build this past, build... If, if we take our character and say, you know, how does she live... Outside, what does she do? And as, as I begin to get her and get what she does, then now I'm playing a scene. And I just have to trust that all that other stuff exists. I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music provided by Jeffrey Keezer Trio, May This Be Love, from their album On My Way to You. Uh, if you have a question for Milton, please feel free to send your email to questionsformilton at gmail.com. That's questionsformilton at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at I Don't Need an Acting Class. And please subscribe, rate, and review. It's all we ask. It's all we ask. We don't do Patreon. We're not begging you for money. All we ask is that if you like the podcast, if you're getting stuff out of it, you subscribe and you rate and you review it. I can't tell you how much that would mean to us. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you back here next week. 